Hi, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Today we're going to be talking about the act of giving. Is it really what it's cut out to be? We're going to be covering the importance of uh, exponential giving, giving uh, misconceptions, and green giving. What it is and why it's uh, more beneficial than any other type. With me to discuss all this wonderful stuff through the holidays is Crystal Fambrini. Crystal, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Excited. <laughs> One day I'm uh, going to say I'm horrible. Okay. <laughs> Just to see. This is exciting. Giving. I think everyone likes to, to give and receive or the majority of people like to. I know some people have issues with it. Yes. Um, and being and those that are the smarter people, actually. Really? <laughs> of course. Huh. Well, you know, because, you know, through the holidays, it, yeah. it's become like a chore for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. in this, in this uh, podcast, we're going to talk about uh, returning the joy of, of gift-giving, giving of yourself, and so on. Turn it back into a, uh, a joy rather than a chore that yeah. it turned out to be, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Make sure you give from the right place. Yes, exactly. That's so, what it's all about. So and at the end of this, um, our conversation, you'll be giving out your moss work. Yes, <laughs> and then we'll go into a meta-healing. And what do we have to look forward with in this meta-healing? The, the meta-healing is going to be a different way or a different perspective of giving. Again, guys, I'm not against giving. I'm just showing you a truer way on giving or the trueness of how giving can actually, say, benefit you rather than harm you and actually help you experience what true giving is from an from a exponential intelligence perspective. So you start resonating with those frequencies and then you start acting out uh, or you start acting in the art of giving. Beautiful. Proper way. Yes. So how does exponential intelligence view the act of giving? Well, let me put it another way. Uh, How does exponential intelligence view the art of giving? Uh, Let me give you an example, say, of all the ways that people look at giving you know, as far as society and so on, and then we'll flip it around because it's a lot easier to explain. Okay. You know, most people actually have the idea of giving that if they give something, they're going to get something in return. Mm-hmm. So there's always that expectation. Uh, exponential intelligence giving, uh, there's no expectation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, exponential intelligence is, is, is being so self-aware that you naturally give Uh, from, say, the flourishing or the blossoming of who you are or the gifts that you've been given. So you share with somebody rather than, you know, the physical realm where you have to, like, force yourself to, say, separate from something that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we give gifts. uh, It's like gifts that we don't want. So we, what is called repackaged gifts. Mm -hmm. We get a gift from somebody, (laughs) right? We don't like it. It's like, well, I'll give it off to somebody else. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that never happens with exponential intelligence. Not only do people have expectations attached to giving, but sometimes people think they're giving, purely giving and not expecting anything. But then when they actually give, then that those feelings come up, you know, of, wait, why didn't that person thank me properly? Or why didn't I get the credit for the giving? And that's also... It's not like, you know, it's not just a physical object. It's also those expectations of the feelings and of respect. Right. And that's very different than the way exponential giving is all about as well. Mm -hmm. There is no expectations. There's no need for that individual. You just naturally give just because of who you are and where you are. Mm -hmm. It's not about that you want something 
or that you need to, for that person to be nice or even that you're saying sorry if you're giving. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there are people, and sometimes I do this too, I get so excited about giving someone something that just Beautiful. the lead up to the gift is just like a gift in yourself. Like you're doing something for yourself yes. by giving that person the gift. Yes, which is, again, which is fantastic. But, you know, if you look at it in more detail, I mean, yes, that's an ex- exciting place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very, that's very rewarding. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, do you expect something back? Right. Just because you're excited about that, are you going to expect something back of that person? Or what if that person doesn't like the gift and you're excited about that. it? So then what's going to happen to you? You know, are you going to, you know, go cry? Uh, <laughs> is your day going to be ruined? Right. 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 I was just going to say that. What if you give someone a gift and they deny the gift? Is that an expectation that they're going to accept the gift? Uh, It is an expectation that they're (laughs) going to accept the gift, or at least we think it is. Mm -hmm. But, you know, most people who, you know, when they give, there is always a some sort of return that they're looking for, no matter what it is, no matter how, you know, drastic or how heartfelt that experience of giving is. Mm -hmm. You know, they always expect something in return. You know, for example, you know, saving the whales, saving the children, any of those huge causes that we have, you know, why, why do people do that? They, they, they do it, you know, because it's an honor, obviously, right? They think that there's an obligation for them to save the world, let's say, or save the animals or anything like that. But, you know, when you really, really think of it, what are they actually trying to do? They're actually trying to, see, make themselves complete, give you an example a lot of people who and again nothing wrong with greenpeace or anything like that people who say want to save the whales mm-hmm. okay they go there they save the whales right or they do something they feel good so their next adventure is saving something else their next adventure is saving something else so what happens they get addicted to saving more and more and more but again why are they actually saving yes the whales benefit uh, and so on but, you know, statistically, if you look at all, say, the things that we've ever, say, created a war on or try to save, it's gotten worse over the years. Uh, the war on drugs, right? More and more individuals are on drugs. The war on cancer, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, uh, statistics, you know, one out of 25 or one out of 30. Nowadays, after spending billions of dollars, it's one out of three that happens. Uh, look at breast cancer. Uh, with the pink ribbon and so on. So what you're saying, I just want to clarify, is is not to not support, you know, cancer research or to save the mammals or the wildlife, but to rather give and let it be. Well, let's look at cancer research. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, there's. I'm sure there would have been a cure for cancer quite a long time ago, and I'm sure there is a cure for cancer uh, that's been developed quite a long time ago. But, you know, when it becomes like a billion-dollar industry... Mm-hmm. Right. Look at all the jobs that that creates. Do you think for one second that uh, we're gonna people are gonna lose out on billions of dollars? So that's why cancer, no matter how much money we pour into it, they'll never find a cure for it. Uh, that's why the war on drugs, they'll never find say a cure for it or resolve it. But wait, so you're sounding a little bit like Scrooge right now. Yes. <laughs> are you saying <laughs> to not? What my wife says. Are you <laughs> saying not to donate to these causes? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, no, not at all. The what I'm saying is that you know you have to understand why you're giving. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, donating to these causes is a fantastic resolution, but you know, don't expect anything back. Got it. You know, this is another this is another example that might hit home or it might be a little clear. People who become psychologists, psychoanalysts, mm-hmm. psychiatrists, uh, why do they go into it? Is it because they're trying to help people? For the most, again, I'm not saying all, but a lot of people that I've worked on, right, uh, who are psychologists, I help them, say, enhance their abilities. But the main reason that they got into that field is not really about helping other people. It was about helping themselves or understanding themselves. People who go off, you know, over into other countries and help those other countries, you know, they're trying to find themselves. Mm. Okay? Exponential intelligence says, first find yourself and then go, go help. But then you might go, well, if I find myself helping other people, that's fantastic. But most individuals, again, from what I've seen, they're not awake enough to take that piece away. Okay? It's nothing physical that you do. You know, if you go out to another country and help those individuals and you awaken as you do that, mm-hmm. that is the perfect, say, explanation or is that the, that's a perfect definition of exponential intelligence giving. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, but what happens? Uh, most individuals don't have, say, the capacity to learn you know, in that experience, and they want to keep giving more and more and more. Um, you know, this is another example. Uh, a few years back, uh, you know, my kids and I, we went out and for the food shelves, and we helped, say, package food. Mm-hmm. And the, the VP of this company who packages food for, say, the less fortunate, uh, it's like they were saying, okay, t- this year we're going to feed 20,000 families, Okay. In three years, we expect growth of 100,000 families to feed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, is that, does that really solve the solution to giving? Although it makes you feel good, it makes you know, the people who donate their time to package the boxes and so on feel good that they've done something, mm-hmm. right? But if you think about it, it's turned more into a business, right? Uh, they're looking at expanding more and more and not like teaching these people how to, say, fish, but like actually just giving them a fish and then becoming in, uh, becoming dependent on them. Mm-hmm. So, I do and, have to say, I, though, I, I've given, um, you know, I, I've, I've gone to food shelters and participated in passing out food and, and donating food. And yes. I remember I had a big aha moment in my life when I did that. My first experience of that, I thought I was helping others. And when I was at the food shelter, I was like on a high. I felt so happy. And I was like, wow, this is, it was, it was beautiful. I I didn't realize how happy I would be to, to help others. And then, and then I want to do it again because I want to help others, but also I get that happiness buzz. Mm -hmm. So is that wrong that I like that buzz? No, not at all. Uh, (laughs) In fact, you know, just tapping into you, Crystal, you actually had say a pure heart there was no expectations for you. So actually that's like the proper source of giving or what EI uh, would be like. Mm -hmm. You do get that high when you're giving and you expected nothing in return, Mm -hmm. right? It's beautiful. I I, I love that. I I, I hope everyone gets to experience that at some point in their lives. This podcast is is truly important because of that. Yes. You know, know, like you said, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You know, you felt great. The individual, say, benefited from it, 
but most people, you know, they go through the holidays and it's like uh, they turn into, um, you know, it's like, gosh, now I have to give. And they mm-hmm. give of themselves completely, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they, they, they give everybody else. They don't take care of themselves. And towards the end of the holiday, they actually turn into Scrooge themselves because they're so ordinary. They've, they've like spent, mm-hmm. you know, all their energy. They spent all their money. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the year, it's like, my God, thank God the holidays are over. <laughs> you know, what kind of giving is that? Yeah, people were talking about that on the radio today, how, you know, theft goes up and to be careful yes. about your possessions because this is the time of year where people f- get desperate because they feel like they got to get gifts for their families. So they exactly. do these extreme circumstances, these extreme t- things. Yeah. And that's society's pressure with the idea of the holidays and, you know, not it, all these presents. Exactly. You know, people start becoming, say, like, I have to give gifts to my family and so on. Uh, again, that doesn't enhance you. It doesn't enhance the, uh, the family or anybody that you're giving. Uh, you're right about the, the statistics. Theft goes up. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, the, the highest rate of suicide mm-hmm. is during the holidays. Wow. should be a gift-giving season, mm-hmm. but it's really not. Right. I try, you know, I, I do have to say one year I feel bad for a former ex-boyfriend of mine. It was Christmas, and I said, oh, I don't want anything for Christmas. I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. wanna, I don't want anything. You don't need to give me anything. And then Christmas arrived, and he didn't give me anything. And I was like, <laughs> what happened? You didn't give me anything? <laughs> <laughs> And I got so upset and I must not be the only one that does that. Like we pretend that we don't have these expectations. Yes. <laughs> or like, Oh, I don't, I don't care what you give me, but we, but a lot of people care. Right. Um, and then, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving again. I'm not a Scrooge or anything like that, you know, but if we go from a EI perspective, mm-hmm. you know, when you become say complete yourself, mm-hmm. right. Um, you naturally, say, blossom or you naturally create the abundance to give. Mm-hmm. So it's not taking away anything. Uh, again, most individuals, when they give, they usually say, see a lack of resources when they give, right? But giving is actually supposed to be, say, an exponential component where when you give something, mm-hmm. you expand yourself because you're giving of something that came from pure source or a higher sense of self, right? You know, and even going back into that even deeper, you know, your confidence or the security or whatever that you have, you know, your confidence shouldn't rely on, say, the amount of what you have. It should come from, say, that connection to a higher sense of self or what I call pure source. And that way your your giving is always sustainable. So no matter how much you give out, you know, it comes keeps coming into you. And that's what they talk about, you know, in the Bible or other religions. Right, mm-hmm. you give ten percent. Even that, you give ten percent, and then you expect, you know, or it comes back to you, right, tenfold. Mm-hmm. That's what they were talking about. But people do it from the reverse again, and that's why it, it becomes corrupt, really, because they expect. Okay, it's like, well, if I give ten percent, uh, the Bible says I'm going to give, I'm going to get tenfold back. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm giving. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> it does not work that way. That makes sense. You know, I've, I've heard you say, Moss, that the higher level of consciousness must come first. Yes. And you, and you, you, you just were kind of talking about that just now. Can you dive yes. in a little bit deeper to that for us? Sure. You know, the best example I can use is, is say, 
uh, security. Mm-hmm. Say you're in a neighborhood and, uh, you know, you're, well, I lived in Chicago. There's a ring around Chicago that you never go in. You always have to lock your doors. Uh, people, you know, I was, uh, cops tell you never to stop if you're from out of this place, out of the city. Uh, don't stop at stoplights. Just keep going. Um, why is that? Wow. Because <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's that bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, again, that consciousness, that level of consciousness is not there, right? Okay. So if you force yourself, right, and this is where laws come in and so on, you know, you lock your doors, right? You force yourself to do things. Uh, there's laws that prevent crime or are supposed to prevent crime. Okay. But what if you had a higher level of consciousness? Would you need locks on your doors? No, there's neighborhoods that you go into that people don't lock their doors because, again, everybody is at a higher level of consciousness. Right? So that's what I'm saying about giving as well. When you start giving, even if it's uh, or giving or anything else, if you always come from a higher level of consciousness, there is no, say, needs or there is no rules for you to, there's, there, shouldn't, there wouldn't even be any laws about, say, being safe, being secure, because everybody is at an abundant space. Mm-hmm. They know that there is no lack, there is no shortage. Mm-hmm. But that's where a lot of people, again, especially through the holidays, especially nowadays, you know, with the economy not being so good, they're going to be forced to give what they don't have in the first place. So also, you know, there's people that are giving addicts. You know, they get they get that high from giving and they want to continue to do it over and over again. You know, it's like yes. a fix. Yes. Whether it's like physical gifts mm-hmm. or whether it's the act of giving mm-hmm. or it's the act of giving themselves. Sometimes I equate it to that poor me attitude. Right. Uh, they always give of themselves. It's like, no, you guys go to a movie. I'll stay home. Mm. Right. It's like they're giving themselves or giving their time. But what are they doing? They're feeding that need to be, say, forgotten or that poor me attitude for a lot of those individuals. Right? They're not giving in from the right space. You know? Again, they're fulfilling that pattern that runs in their system. Interesting. Be aware of those patterns that run. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to read a quote to you from Winston Churchill and yes. hear your thoughts on, on this. Okay. Uh, Winston Churchill, he stated... We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. What's your thoughts on that quote? <laughs> you know, Laugh. coming from the EI perspective, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. But most people look at it, again, as if they give, right, they're going to get something back in return from it. That's not what Winston Churchill actually meant. Mm-hmm. So that's the key component on that. So say that one more time. The quote is, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, again, most people mistake that. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, if they think that, okay, if I give, then I'm going to make a life. It doesn't work out that way. You have to have a life, first of all, right? And then you give, and then your life gets accentuated. Otherwise, you have to keep giving and giving and giving to sustain the life that you created. Right, right. You have to have your foundation. So you're, right. you're living and you're, however you're doing that is, is sustaining your basic needs. And then your truths and your growth comes from giving and focusing outwards from within. 
Would you I'm say not that? too impressed by the first part of the sentence either, where he says you make a life by getting. We make, we make a living by what we get. Yeah, we, you make a living by what we get. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not too impressed by that. I mean, uh, yes, in, his, in the right framework. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's very brilliant. But, you know, most individuals, you know, they keep acquiring and they keep acquiring. But, you know, they really don't get the completeness that they really want in life. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So it is like, what are you getting? Are you getting the physical things, the physical nourishment? Mm-hmm. Or if you, if you prefaced it as, you know, if you're getting, say, that spiritual nourishment that you need, mm-hmm. and then you give, uh, and that's what, how you create a life, that is the perfect, say, saying. Right. It gets to be flushed out a bit. Yes. Yes, it does. Well, now we're at that time, you know, the next evolution of consciousness, where it yes. makes sense. And I have another quote here that I'd love to get your feedback on from Buddha. And mm-hmm. it's, if you knew what I know about the power of giving, you would not let a single meal pass without sharing it in some way. Yes. Beautiful quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, his true meaning was that uh, if, and, and this is what I was trying to explain uh, all along, he, he obviously he said more eloquently. You know, if you if where you got the meal, understand where you got the meal in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, understand that it's always like free flowing; it's always sustainable for you. Okay, and then when you share it, right, you'll never be without a meal yourself. That's one thing, but uh, again, it's always self abundant, self sustaining for you. Beautiful. Most people see it the other way. If I give a meal, then that means I'm going to get something in return, right? People see it as an exchange rather than a flow. As an exchange, exactly. And you're saying yeah. when you when you give, you're in the in the flow of life, essentially. Yes, you're you're in that abundance frequency. Yes, and when you're in that abundance frequency, mm-hmm. uh, what happens is that the giving becomes a natural part of you because mm-hmm. right? you want to share that abundance. You want to share that state of being that you are. Mm-hmm. And you're not doing it for your ego. You're not bragging. You know, you're, there's nothing fake about it. Right. In, in some religions, you know, if you're doing, a, say, like donating, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, they tell you to donate anonymously. Right. There's a really funny Larry David. Um, <laughs> I love Larry David. And he has um, this, this show where, he ta- where they... He donated like a wing in a museum and he has his name on the wing and then his friend donated the other wing and it says anonymous and he was like so offended. He's like, how dare he take my thunder by saying anonymous? And it's like hilarious. It was really funny. And he was making a joke about it. But there was, of course, all jokes stem from truth. Yes, definitely. And when people slap their names on buildings, on libraries, on schools, I mean, there's an ego factor to that. There is, or they expect the deduction at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, why are you doing that? Right. Uh, again, it, it, it degrades, say, your sustainability within yourself. So what is this term green giving and green deeds? I think you came up with this. Uh, I did, quite a long time. <laughs> so what does this uh, mean? Well, green giving is basically what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you start giving from a higher state of being. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what happens, it's self-sustainable. The more you give in that state of being, mm-hmm. the more you get back yourself. Uh, you know, example, uh, me. 
for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I work on a ton of people, thousands of people a week. Mm-hmm. You know, my abilities, again, channeled through the proper way, my abilities in, increase exponentially every time I work on individuals. Because mm-hmm. I'm not giving of myself. I'm not taking a part of myself. A lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, it's like healing or, or uh, you know, the mothers uh, that are out there that take care of their kids and so on. Uh, they start not liking taking care of their kids or taking care of whoever that they're taking care of or, you know, whatever they're doing. Because, again, part of them is leaving as they're giving. And that's where the issue is. It's not about. Uh, and then they think it's about, say, taking care of the kids. Right? It's not about the physical act that you do. It's really about how or at what level that you're giving physical experience. That makes sense. Or? Yeah, well, like a lot of times I've heard, you know, moms they're tired for from exactly. from giving so much to their children, mm-hmm. and they and they. So you're saying that that's coming from the wrong place. That is very, coming from the very wrong place. I've got six kids on my own. Actually, mm-hmm. I get energized when I'm with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they they think it, they think of it as an obligation, right? They think, okay, I put in X hours today to my kids. Mm-hmm. Right, and then now I deserve, or they get uh, again. They think that they're giving part of themselves, and in return, they need say, or they're looking for some sort of completeness or satisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, totally, totally the wrong perspective, and that's why they get burned out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they start yelling at the kids and so on, especially during the holidays. Right, right? Uh, because now not only are they were they giving to their kids, right, mm-hmm. feeling. Um, uh, depleted. Mm-hmm. Now they have to give it to everybody else too. So, you know, that begs the question, is it wrong to be selfish? You know, what if you're a mom and you're overspent and you just want some me time before you give? Is that wrong? Because you're, is that coming from a, a bad place? And no, me time is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're spending time with those kids, uh, it shouldn't be like a time clock. Uh, you should actually say enjoy the moment that you're with your kids with mm-hmm. no obligation of giving or taking. Okay? What about just the state of being? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you both get what you need. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, you, when, when moms act that way with their kids, right? Mm-hmm. You know, those kids are intelligent. They see that their mom is not into them. They're just there. You know, it's like, okay, I'm a mom. I need to do this because I'm a mom. That's what moms do. Mm-hmm. Right? They feel that emptiness or the hollowness around that individual or around that, that mom. And then they, as they grow older, they don't, they don't stay connected. And then they go, oh, you know, my mom didn't love me. And then the mom goes, what? You know, <laughs> I spent all my time, mm-hmm. right? I did this for you. I did this for you. I did this for you, mm-hmm. right? You get that a lot with kids, right? Uh, and, and, then it's, and then their mom feels unappreciated. That's the kind of, that's what happens when it's the wrong type of giving. You know, again, it's not the physical things that you do, mm-hmm. but it's your intent, if you're going to be with your kids, if you're going to give with, uh, to somebody, just give it with your full heart. There's no expectations. Mm-hmm. No matter what they say, no matter what they believe in, no matter you know, what their expectations are, you should not have any of your expectations blended in. It's just a thank you. Mm-hmm. That's it. So how does giving transcend the giver and the receiver? You know, I've heard that the act of giving you know, transforms you. Do you believe in that, that it not only transforms the person giving, but also the person receiving? Or is that bad to look at it that way? Is that uh, another expectation, expecting transformation? 
again, it's not it, it's it's not good or bad, mm-hmm. but the act of giving, doing it the proper way, mm-hmm. yes. But most people, what do they do? They give something and then they don't feel complete. So it's like, well, I've heard it enough times and that's what society tells me. So I'm going to give more. And then they don't feel complete. I'm going to give more. And eventually, you know, they give everything of themselves mm-hmm. right? uh, and they don't feel complete. Right. So, you know, and, and then they go, oh, something is wrong with me. It's not really that something is wrong with you. Mm-hmm. But again, the framework of giving physically is very different than the framework of giving exponentially. All right. Exponential intelligence. So what do we get to do? We need some moss work. This screams moss work to make sure that we yes. are, you know, giving from the right place and, and make sure that we're aligned properly, for, especially right now during the holiday season. What is your moss work for this episode? Uh, the moss work for this episode, see, should be about giving to yourself first. Actually, mm-hmm. be, being selfish yourself first being complete yourself Mm -hmm. so what i want you guys to do if it feels right for you is to write a thank you note to yourself okay of all the fantastic things that you've done over the year okay no matter how small it is you the smaller the better okay because all those small deeds that you've done good for yourself throughout the year actually add up to huge monumental uh, events in your life okay the big things anybody can do again uh, write down all the small things uh, just as a yearly synopsis and then send it to yourself again as a thank you note. So actually put on, you know, put on your address, send it as a real snail mail and send it to yourself again. <laughs> I love that because you get to, it really sinks in. You have to write the thank you letter to yourself, which that might be hard for people, you know, mm-hmm. and then once you write it down on a piece of paper, you're actually sending it to yourself. So in a couple of days, you might forget what you're thankful for, for yourself, and then you get to read it again. That's awesome. Yeah, you get to see it from a different perspective, which yeah. is quite beautiful. Yeah. Well, and then you feel joyous. And then when you're giving mm-hmm. the natural way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that energy starts coming into you. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, what if people only have a couple things, you know, if they're writing a thank you letter to themselves? I, I imagine some people maybe have only a couple things that they're thanking themselves for, while others might have pages and pages of things that they thank themselves for. Uh, you know, through the course of the year, mm-hmm. uh, again, no matter how small it is, if you are, say, thankful for it, or if you've done a great job, no matter in how tiny it is, everybody could have pages and pages. Amazing. So acknowledge, tr- really try to acknowledge everything. Exactly. Beautiful. So this brings us to our meta healing. Yes. Uh, the meta healing, uh, again, is I'll try to help you, say, ascend or come into, say, a higher perspective of giving, giving from the other side, giving from within rather than giving from, from the outside. So let's go ahead and get started. Again, sitting, standing, lying down. Preferably standing up. Go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Inhaling through the nose. Holding it for a second or two. And exhaling. Starting to get comfortable. Where you are, just noticing your body. Again, whether you are sitting, standing, lying down. I generate those frequencies that help you send higher, 
Start to see the truer perspective of giving. Go ahead and take another group breath in. Acknowledging all those individuals that are listening to the podcast. Creating that mastermind. It's like that helping hand that allows us to go further faster, gets us out of ruts that we may have gotten stuck in. Another deep breath in again. On the exhale, asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? Hmm. Go. Just noticing your heart space. Heart space, your lungs, whole chest area. Just to show you an example, two different types of giving, go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Again, acknowledging the heart space. And just think of something that you've given. Where did it come from? What part of the body did it say leave, if you will? Mostly from the heart space. And for most everybody here, from what I'm seeing, is that something of you left to give to somebody else. doesn't matter if it's a, a service or an actual item that you gave away. Something of your spirit left, right, with that gift. Give you a few minutes to think of all the other times that you've given a present, given a kind gesture, uh, anything that you've given away. Whether you enjoyed the experience, whether you didn't. Again, note that theme. Does that continue to work on you? Again, thinking back, those ideas, those gifts, those acts, kindness. Let's continue on. Taking a beautiful breath in. On the exhale. Think of all the times that something was given to you, 
Somebody acted kind towards you. Whatever that experience was, whatever the situation was. For those who are, say, intuitive, you actually probably see, say, that peace, that frequency that is generated from them coming into you. Then also, do you see an acknowledgement that you have to give something back? Another deep breath in. As you look at the details, say, of the scenario, how does it make you feel? Was that act of giving or receiving really what it was cut out to me? And yes, of course, some acts would fall into that EI category, but most. From that physical realm. Let's take a nice deep breath in. Whether your eyes are open or closed, just open them for just a second, look at something inanimate, something right in front of you. Just kind of blank everything out. Then close them back. Note your breath. And we'll see if I can help you ascend to, say, a higher plane of giving. Where giving actually turns into sharing. We'll count up to ten. By ten... Hopefully you'll find yourself in those higher levels. Nice breath in. Zero. One, noting your body. Noting your body from head all the way down to the feet. Two, climbing that ladder, relaxing even deeper. Three, Letting go of the physicalness, going into that consciousness as we jump into five, six, going even higher, seven, transcending, eight, nine, pulling even higher, ten. Welcome to that state of being.
Note how that feels. Again, for those who don't feel things right away, a smaller percentage, perhaps a delayed reaction for you. For most, you might feel the completeness of what's up there. You might notice there's no lack. Go ahead and enjoy this space that continue to work on you to help pull this space of being into your physical form in a few minutes, but for now. Just enjoying. Noting where you are, noting how you're feeling. As we descend, coming back into our bodies, noting your breath. On the exhale, 10. Coming down, 9. Getting heavier, 8. Seven, realizing your body. Five, four, coming into the physical consciousness. Three, two, one, and zero. Back into your body. Before we go, one last thing. Let's imagine we're going to give something to somebody, whatever it might be. Notice how it feels. So take a nice deep breath in, no matter what it is, no matter how extravagant. And then exhale, sending it off to somebody else, seeing them, watching them receive it. You've noticed more of a sharing than giving a piece of yourself along with that gift. Get more sustainable for you. And there's no attachments for that other person. You can stay on this for as long as you'd like. It will feel like I'm continuing to work on you as long as you stay in this space. 
Thanks for listening in. Look forward to uh, talking to you on the next podcast.